0: Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. For uh, this episode of Rando Rob, uh, I pulled a device off of, uh, not a device, I pulled an item Uh, Off the shelf to share with everyone, uh, as you can see based on the picture up there and uh, the Pixu screen, pixel screen behind me, Pixu, um, you can guess that it has to do with Dragon's Lair. And uh, if you know what collection I have uh, on the shelves up there, then you might be able to guess. You might guess it. You know what? I mean, I think. Like, from this sound, I could guess what that is. And that is the Dragon's Lair Lunchbox. Oh, man, do I love this thing. I love looking at it. You know, one of the the best things uh, about collecting... Metal lunchboxes, uh, there's, a, well, a, the best thing about collecting lunchboxes in general, and I really, really, really prefer metal lunchboxes, but there's a cutoff date, like 83, 84 is the cutoff date, you know, um, some of the, and some of them were, were earlier than that, but like uh, Return of the Jedi, like when I was a kid. My Return of the Jedi lunchbox was plastic. I had a red plastic. I think it's red. It might be blue. Yeah, my red one's Empire Strikes Back. Uh, um, it's good. Yeah, it's red also. I have a red Return of the Jedi that has a sticker on it uh, that has Wicket, the Ewok, and R2-D2. Uh, so, you know, that's the bad thing about uh, the plastic ones is that, I mean the lunch boxes themselves are all the same and they just have different, uh, stickers applied to the front of them. Uh, but the cool thing about the, um, so anyway, I sidetracked myself, but the cool thing about lunch boxes in general is that they are, um, artwork. Like I have this whole wall of them up there. And when I look, I see all these little square six by nine, whatever they are, uh, uh, of things that I love. I mean, I'm looking up here right now, and there's Clash of the Titans and Pac- Pac-Man and Gremlins and The Jungle Book and all these things that I loved as a kid. Uh, and I get to look at them anytime I look up at that wall. And of course, Dragon's Lair uh, is up there as uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite lunchboxes from the collection. Um, but the great thing about the metal lunchboxes is uh, that you have so many different uh types of artwork. I keep showing you this side which has uh obviously Dirk the Daring there. Uh he's uh uh got his sword. This looks like a, you know, a, a scene from the game perhaps. Uh or maybe from the intro. I mean, I remember these guys, these mole guys, and, uh, this is a snake that, that comes down that he swings that part of the game. You remember that? So it's all these things that are reminiscent, uh, parts of the game. But if you get tired of displaying that side, you just turn it around and you got this other cool artwork in here. You've got Sinj, you know, and he's, uh, breathing the fire. <laughs> Look at that. And there's Dirk down there and stuff. Um, and then this isn't normally something uh, that I would look at while they're on the wall, but I remember as a kid uh, taking your lunchbox to school because I was a, uh, I took my lunch to school mm, off and on, like not every day, every week, but multiple times a week, I would say I took my lunch. Um, And then when you would set it down, you know, you have all these little pictures. This is actually, I think this is, that's from the uh, end screen uh, of the game where uh, you rescue Daphne. uh, And uh, he's holding Daphne there. Of course, there's a singe uh, in the background. And uh, you have some other uh, different artworks uh, from the game here. There's Dirk and uh, some other stuff going on. There's more stuff uh, from the game there. Uh, there's even uh, artwork here underneath uh, the handle. Now, I do have uh, the um, the thermos uh, for this, but it is uh, uh, up on the shelf. I'm trying to read. I can't see if this is upside down or not. Yeah, there it is. Um, so there was only a few brands of these. Uh, Thermos, you know, is, a, of course, a brand. Um, but a, a big brand that made a lot of the metal lunchboxes was Aladdin. And so if you look at the handle uh, this way, I don't know if I'll be able to... Yeah, there you can kind of see it. It's uh, not painted on the handle, but it's just a raised, uh, not embossed, but whatever the opposite of embossed is. Uh is uh, the word Aladdin <laughs> right there maybe it's embossed uh, so the way I have my lunchboxes on display up there is I have a lunchbox then a thermos lunchbox thermos uh, a lot of times when you find these out in the wild they don't have the thermos uh, but when I first began buying lunch boxes and, and uh, actively looking for lunch boxes a lot of times you would find only a thermos Uh, So I have like a a quick, remember the chocolate rabbit, uh, quick. Um, I have a quick thermos. Um, I have a last Starfighter thermos, but I don't have the lunchbox. I would like to get that one someday. Uh, But I have a few random thermoses. So this allows, uh, I have enough lunchboxes without thermoses and thermoses without lunchbox that I'm able to alternate them uh, all the way down. And, And a lot of places I just have lunchboxes. Uh, next, uh, to one another, but anyway, um, I'm telling you what, I mean, this has not had anything in it in years. They just have this smell. I can smell a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, inside a little sandwich baggie I would have a little bag of Doritos that my mom would send a little handful of Doritos um, she would send me with um, a little sandwich baggie of maybe uh, a handful four or five Oreos or something like that uh, you could use the thermos and, and if you haven't seen one of these in a while uh, there is a drawing on the back of all these that show you where the thermos goes and which way it goes. Which way is up? You want to have this up this way because this is where your handle is. So that way it doesn't, uh, um, you know, it's not upside down. It wouldn't spill out. Although of course you you'd take it all all over the place. And if you remember the uh, uh, the lid of uh, uh, of the thermos could also be a cup. Although I don't I don't think I mean I do remember doing that, but it was more of us like being funny. Or something and you'd have a little cup and you'd be like jake mm, here uh milk or uh kool-aid one or the other i always got milk or kool-aid in mine um but uh man there's something about the it, it it's like um if you've ever worked on arcade games like an arcade cabinet there's a uh, a unique smell which doesn't really make sense but it's like the combination of wood and like electricity it's like this hot wood smell uh and when you i mean i guarantee you if you were to blindfold me and put stick my head in the back of an arcade cabinet and say smell and what is this i would say this is an arcade cabinet i mean they just have a a smell to them you know and lunch boxes just have that kind of weird metal metallic milk <laughs> something kind of smell and and they're just so there's something unique about it. Um I uh Dragon's Lair is the uh well first of all I remember I saw Dragon's Lair at Bally Lamon's arcade. Bally Lamon's which I've talked about is uh was uh you know we had like different uh Everybody had their um, independent local arcades, right? But then Bally Le Mans was like a chain, you know, a national chain of Bally's, right? Um, and so originally, I think it was Le Mans Arcade, and then Bally bought it, so it became Bally Le Mans Arcade. And it was uh, in Crossroads Mall, which was the biggest uh, local mall. Um, I mean, it was like 20 miles away from me or something, but um, my, my grandma lived 20 miles on the other side of Crossroads Mall. I did a whole episode about Crossroads Mall. Uh, so my grandma would drive to Crossroads Mall, and my mom and, and my sister and I would drive, and we would meet uh, my grandma there. And um uh there was this little area at one end of the mall that had Bally Lamont's arcade. Um there's something else right there, maybe a bookstore or a shoe store, and then on the other side was this hobby shop uh that had like all these like different models. That was where you went and you got D and D manuals and D and D modules and uh in the middle of the front of the store was where the um, the guy working the register sat and he was surrounded by glass display cases that had trays of, of, you know, D and D dice. And you would say, Hey, pull those out for me. I have a, a set of green crystal D and D dice that came from that hobby store. I used to go and, and flip through, uh, I've never played Warhammer, but Warhammer is a, um, Uh, A board game where you take miniatures and paint them and there was this uh, Warhammer book that had like all these armies that were painted and I would go look at those pieces I thought that was so cool Uh, but that I mean you could stay in that little area of the mall right there and and uh, be entertained for hours Um, but so, you know, when you had your little mom-and-pop places, they couldn't always afford the brand-new arcade games. But Bally and Le Mans had stuff like opening weekend. Like, I remember, you know, um, they had this area that was raised. When you came in, it was like a raised platform. And it had, you know, the running, the chasing light bulbs. And it said, you know, new arrival and stuff. That's where I first saw Gauntlet. I saw Gauntlet, I mean, like, when it was a new game like there was a line of people to play it i have those memories of the 80s um and belly of the mons is the first place that i saw dragon slayer um dragon's layer is the um I, I don't include punch out in this list um but dragon slayer is the only arcade game that i ever saw where they had taken a second monitor and put it up on top. Uh, I thought that was some sort of unique thing. Like I've heard people say, well, they did that with popular machines or whatever, but, but if you listen to people's stories and you look up stories, almost everyone that tells that story of saying they saw one of those, it was always on dragon's Lair. So I think it might have been uh, an option for dragon's Lair cabinets. And now I'm sure, uh, you know, People always say, like, popular machines had it. Like, I remember Dragon Slayer, but Dragon Lair is the only one I actually remember seeing that on, uh, at least, you know, at the arcades around here. Um, but I, you know, like every kid, I remember watching someone play Dragon Slayer, thinking it was cool. And then uh, Dragon Slayer was definitely the first machine I remember that cost 50 cents to play. It was the first one uh, that I had ever seen. And I tried to play it, and I think, I mean, if you made it, you got to the first scene and you died, it just kind of jumped you forward to the second scene. So I died in the first scene, I died in the second, and I died on the third, and that was it. That's as far as I got. I never, I couldn't get past that, you know. And so I would watch other people play it. um, But I was not good at it. Um, Maybe someday I'll do a whole podcast about Dragon's Lair, and I'll I'll retell all these stories. (laughs) Uh, I do remember... um, Either uh, somebody having a book or a magazine or something that had a walkthrough for Dragon's Lair and and reading that, and it didn't help me at all. Uh, I've played all the home versions. Didn't help me. Uh, I never... I'm I'm just not good at the game. I'm not good at the timing. I don't remember the way to move. Uh, I mean, I... You know, Dragon's Lair has been out for, what, 30 years, 35 years, 40 years? It might be close to 40 years at this point. It might be 40 years. I don't remember what year it came out. Uh, if it's 82, man, yeah, it might be 40 years at this point. But um, and regardless, I'm as bad at it today as I was when the game came out.
1: Um,
0: I, I The best thing that ever happened... Uh, to me in regards of Dragon's Lair is that uh, when it came out on YouTube, someone, you know, where you could watch the video from beginning to end, and I did buy the, um, uh, there were DVD releases that you could play on your home DVD player, and you played it with your remote, and you would use the remote to move back and forth, and I was no good at that. Not only was I, still wasn't good, but there was like a delay, which made it even harder. Um, But, those had an option to watch the whole game play itself from beginning to end, if I remember right. It's like 11, 12 minutes or something like that. And that was all I ever wanted. And I watched it. Uh, I know people have uploaded it on YouTube. You can watch a complete playthrough now. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's the only way I'll ever see the ending of Dragon's Lair is, is by uh, a video that someone else has recorded. (laughs) That's fine with me. Um, anyway, I, um, when I was in elementary school, uh, whenever you everybody had to line up because the teacher kept everyone's lunch tickets we had lunch tickets uh and you had to line up uh i think in alphabetical order maybe or something and then because the teacher had the box and she would hand out all the tickets and then you held your ticket and you went down there and then you had to give them back to the teacher or no the the lunch lady kept them and then gave it back to the teacher you know and so, um, but if you had so you had to line up and do all this stuff, but if you had a if you brought your lunch, you could just go. Um and uh so the lunch kids got to go to the front of the line and they were the first ones down there. So when I brought my lunch, uh and all uh the the lunch like if you brought your lunch box and went down there, you could line up in any order and sit by your friends. But if you had your ticket, it was just whatever order the ticket was in and that's who you had to sit by for lunch, I remember you know, many times like sitting between these two girls that wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> it was a very sad and lonely lunch for me. <laughs> um, but if you'd brought your lunch and your buddy brought his lunch, then you could go sit together. And that, that was uh, pretty cool. Uh, they did a uh, experiment one whole year, I believe it was when I was in uh, sixth grade, uh, where uh, they changed the routine uh, multiple times of a gifted class of, putting kids together and putting grades apart and and doing it half a day, like twice a week, half a day, like Wednesday mornings and Friday afternoons and weird things like that. But uh, when I was in sixth grade, they decided what they would do is combine gifted for the entire school district. So this is like six elementary schools and one day a week, they would bus us all to uh, one school and, and um, that we would all have different classes and do that. And it was, um, Uh, it was a lot of fun as a kid. It was also terrible on your social life. I mean, there was, uh, nothing that made you feel more normal as a kid than having to leave your class and go get on a bus and be taken to some special school and then come back and then have everybody wonder where you were and how come they didn't get to go. And, you know, uh, it was, it was not, not good socially, but they tried. It was, it was a good attempt. Um, But, um, when you did that, you had to bring a lunch. Uh, I think you had to bring a lunch. I don't, I don't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure you had to, but it was definitely easier because then you could go sit with your friends, uh, or, or you had to bring cash. That's what it was. If you went there because your lunch ticket didn't work over there. So you had to either bring cash or bring Uh, your lunch and so um, I always took uh, my lunch over there I usually had Star Wars lunch boxes I wish I I had a friend that had this uh, lunch box and we were all jealous of it and we would you know uh, literally we would look at the artwork and and one of the the greatest I mean it's hard to um, convey this by looking at a two-dimensional screen but of course the artwork on all the metal ones you know is raised it it is uh, embossed Uh, I mean, this is the video with the the most use of the word embossed, Uh, but as a kid, you could just run your fingers like you could feel, you know, where all the little raises in the artwork are, and uh, uh, what a great, I mean, it's like a, a a textile memory you know what i mean by the way uh, this lunchbox like all the ones i have uh, are heavily used this one definitely has some dents it has some rust spots don't care in the slightest that doesn't bother me in the slightest to me that is just memories that um some kid had this loved it uh and now i have it and i love it too so uh anyway definitely a highlight of my lunchbox collection i will be putting it back up there There's a little hole right in the middle of the whole wall. Um, The, uh, when I put the lunchboxes up there, I had no rhyme or reason as to how I was going to display them, where I was going to, what order I was going to put them in. But uh, I did try to put a few together. So all my Star Wars ones are right in the middle. And then the Star Wars ones, um, I have a Muppets in space. Uh, and so this it's next to the star Wars ones cause it looks like star Wars. And then next to the Muppets in space are my Muppet show ones. And then next to Muppet show is Muppet babies, uh, which is a cartoon. And then it kind of fades, uh, into some other cartoons. And also next to the Muppets is Sesame street. So I didn't really, originally I didn't plan it, but as I was putting them up there, I was like, well, this is like that. And that is like this, you know? uh and of course like next to the muppets is dark crystal <laughs> so there was some uh method to the madness it wasn't planned out originally but as i was putting them up there so i do have a few uh video game related lunchboxes uh over on this side and the pac-man one is over there and i have some newer ones that i got of like robot uh, robotron i think a defender and joust uh Those are down there. And so the Dragon's Lair one is kind of like in between some cartoon ones uh, and the video game one. So it's kind of like a little transition one. But it's bright yellow. It really stands out on the wall, and I I do uh, enjoy seeing it. Um, Last thing I'll say is this. Uh, A few years ago, uh, if you listen to the podcast and stuff, you know that I went back to college, and I got my master's degree in professional writing. And um, it was uh, really a challenge time-wise to do because, uh, I did it at a time when I was working full time. And so I, you know, basically I had to get eight hours worth of work in, uh, even on school days where I had classes that were in the middle of the day. And so I used, um, I mean, I don't want to say tricks because I, I never did anything deceitful, but I used time blocks where I took leave. Like I took you know, an hour or two hours off of work during the day. Um, And then I did some things where like, I had a class around my lunchtime. So I took a class at the lunchtime, but then I didn't have a class, another class until 6 p.m. But this college is 45 miles away from my house. So it didn't make sense after a one o'clock class to drive home 45 miles wait a few hours, drive back 45 miles, drive home another 45 miles. Um, and so what I ended up doing was taking my lunch, um, you know, to uh, college. The other thing was because of the schedule and the way things worked out, I arrived on campus at 6 AM and that way I could get in like three or four hours worth of work before my first class, uh, came up, you know, so, uh, So because I got there so early in the morning, I got like the best parking spot on campus. Like I would park, you know, in this parking garage that was across the street from my college in like spot number one or whatever spot I wanted. You know, I mean, the closest spot wasn't always the best, uh, but I I would always get the best spot. I got my pick of the litter. Um, But if you left. And then came back, there would not be any parking. It was terrible. So once you were there, you kind of had to stay planted, you know. Um, So I would take my lunch. And uh, for over a year, what I decided to do, uh, because I I only went down there one day a week for for this class. uh, You know, it was on Wednesdays. And uh, so I started taking my lunch in a metal lunchbox or, you know, any of my lunchboxes. And there was kind of a rotunda area in the middle of my building. And so I would go there and the kids and I call them kids. I mean, students that were 20 years younger than me would 25 years younger than me would walk by and, and not even look twice. I mean, I think they might think, oh, that guy, you know, that guy's a little special. Um, but the professors, many of the professors were my age or within, you know, 10 years uh, older Uh, And I had a guy come by and he goes, is that Pac-Man lunchbox? And I go, yeah. And we started talking about Pac-Man and one or two other teachers would walk by. And so I made a point every week. I, I never used the same lunchbox twice. I mean, eventually when I ran out, you know, but I have like 50 lunchboxes, you know, I mean, so I had a long time. Uh, where I could do this, uh, but I would bring one. And so this is definitely one of the ones that I brought. And I remember this one professor coming by and he's like, Dragon's Lair, I remember that. You know, we talked about playing Dragon's Lair and stuff. And uh, it was a fun conversation starter. I, you know, I, I didn't have a lot in common with a lot of my classmates, which was, um, I mean, they were all, everybody was super nice. You know, I was nice to them, they were nice to me, but. Um, you know, when, when you're 25 years older than, than somebody it's, it's can be tough to relate. You know, they're talking about, um, saving up money so they could go to Starbucks or, um, you know, wondering whether or not uh, they're going to have to get a job in between semesters. And, uh, you know, I had a house, uh, and a wife and two kids that were in middle school or high school uh, so i i was just at a different stage of my life you know what i mean and and because of the age differences uh, i tended to relate to the professors uh more than i did my classmates um which doesn't say anything it doesn't reflect anything about my classmates what that means is that i was closer in age (laughs) to my professors than i was uh to my classmates but this was a good conversation starter to take these in. i keep showing uh that side but I, i love this this is the side normally i display by the way um Every now and then I will bring in a stepladder and I will go through the lunch boxes and I will take them all and flip them around uh, just so I can look at the other side of them. Uh, and it just changes the look of the room and, and I enjoy them so much. Uh, anyway, uh, I have a complete script finished for Like a Doss, uh, which I will be recording uh, in about an hour. So you can expect a new episode of Like a Doss, uh, later tonight. Uh, So that will be um, three podcasts for the month. I I try to shoot for four, but that'll be three, plus some uh, rando Rob videos. And I had another video that I just dropped in the Patreon uh, earlier today that um, if you like behind-the-scenes videos and you want to see how... Uh, the sausage is made as they say then then that may be one that you'll enjoy so uh, thanks for all the support thanks for all the good wishes for my dad he's uh, still in the hospital right now but hopefully getting out soon Um, and thanks for all the support on uh, the shows and the podcast and everything Uh, you guys uh, literally there are months where i think i would throw in the towel uh, if it weren't for you guys out there so uh, I, i appreciate the support thanks everybody